Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity Gregor. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business off the ground and up running smoothly so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Today's top 10 list is 10 tips for home business success. And I struggle. So I'm going to be helping give some of these tips. (laughs) And at the same time, we'll be implementing some of these tips because my home office is a disaster. And of the, <laughs> of the 10, we'll see which ones we're following and which ones uh-huh. we're violating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I, I'm pretty sure that I'm following and violating in, in direct proportion. Now, if you have a home, if you work out of the home, there's a couple pluses in that. One is there's no rent to pay. If you And you may be in a business where you don't need a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. or you don't need co-working space yet, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. But right. if you're working from home, it allows you to get started, save some money, opportunities like that. Yes. So, However. However, <laughs> you know, right now I have a home office. I know that you have a home office as well. Um, kind of? Yeah, but I violated that real quick. So let's, yeah. and I'll tell you why in a second. So yeah. number one we're going to is, right. is carve out a home office space. Yes. You have to do that at, at some point in time every day. You have to get into your work mindset. You do. And one of my notes on here, and I don't know when we're going to get to this, but I am a firm believer of get up, shower, dress like you're going to work. Yes. And then sit down at home and do work. Because if you sit around in your pajamas or your sweats and you've got the bowl of cereal right next to your computer... How focused are you going to be? Right. And um, I guess we can go off on our first little tangent because um, (laughs) through all of the business coaching I've ever done, there's a phrase that I like to use. And it's, well, for real estate agents, it's dress for the house you want to sell. Yes. For financial advisors, it was dress for the accounts you want to land. And it really goes for anything. And if you are sitting around in your pajamas, you're not Mm -hmm. feeling your best self. And it is statistically proven that people that dress up for work, like you're wearing a very nice vest today, um, but gentlemen that wear suits and dress attire make, on average, more money than those that do not. And that's comparing apples to apples. So that's comparing two people that work in an office environment where the dress code might not call for a suited environment, but the gentlemen that wear suits make more money. And I find that... Just so interesting because I really do think that how you dress, part of it is perception, but the biggest piece of it is how you feel about yourself. And when you feel more confident and more pulled together and ready, then you're you're ready to tackle the world. Agreed. I feel better in my, because in the last couple months, now that we've launched the, the coaching business, mm-hmm. I've changed from a golf shirt with a logo, which was a previous business that was pest control, to coaching now, and I wear a dress shirt with a vest. Yes. And granted, I have jeans on, but they're nice jeans, they and are. I've got to go get some new ones, but yep. that's another podcast. But I feel better. I feel like I can walk into a room with people, and while the vest, it says a little bit of business, a little bit of casual, right. but I've got the dress shirt on, so when I walk in, I feel better, mm-hmm. and I know I'm perceived different 
just by wearing that versus the golf shirt with a logo on it. Yeah, and you look really nice. Well, I thank you very much. I would I absolutely sign up for coaching with you based on what you're wearing. <laughs> I think you would. Uh, I do struggle thing, getting into a car in mid-afternoon when the inside of the car is 105. Oh, and I get man, this I, I, do not, I do not envy gentlemen at all because today I am wearing a long dress. Yeah. And um, it's made out of like a jersey knit material. And I had on a really nice funky necklace earlier that dressed it up, but it broke in the car. Ooh. Yeah. You know, being a girl is tough. All these <laughs> yeah. accessories. Yes. Um, fortunately, I think my fiance will be able to fix the necklace. But um, I digress. But the home office, getting up and getting dressed, because my biggest piece of advice for people that work from home is that you have to be ready to go out and get a coffee with someone. You have to oh, be ready yeah. to, you know, you if you're waiting until noon, you could miss an opportunity. If someone calls me and they want to see a house or they want a listing console and I'm not up, showered, ready, mm-hmm. and started my day, I could miss out on significant opportunities. Yeah, there's two things with this, and I work out of the house, and I'm not good at it at all, which is why I try to find a reason to leave. My office is you know, Panera's just down the road. It's funny, I can go to Panera's, put in my earbuds, listen to music, usually my one-hit wonders or my country playlist on Spotify, (laughs) and the world could be going around, and I'm more focused there because I don't need to get up and do, oh, you know what, let me go load the dishwasher real quick or throw in a load of laundry. And my my kryptonite is the television. It always has Mm -hmm. been. It is hard for me to leave off. Sometimes I'll put it on the music channel. I'll put it on one of the music channels just to have music, but then they pop up little notes about the singers and the songs. I find myself reading that. So I have to get out of the house. So you're one that gets distracted at home. Oh, quickly. I, I am the exact opposite. And this is where the rubber meets the road. So you know, as well as I do, that I have a small addiction to working. Yes. And it, this is not a humble brag in any way. It is, it's a sickness. Like, I probably should not work. <laughs> all the time. But having a home office has almost enabled me to work longer hours mm-hmm. and it, which is not healthy. And I realize as we're talking through this podcast, I'm sitting here coaching myself saying, <laughs> Trinity, when you get home, you just need to change into your workout clothes yeah. from your dress clothes because the longer I stay in my dress clothes, oh yeah, I don't turn off work mode. Yeah. So just as when I get up in the morning and get my dress clothes put on, I'm just sitting here thinking, I should really come home in the evenings, take off my dress clothes, go work out, and then be able to turn it off and not be in work mode. Yeah, my two notes on this one, looking back on how my life goes, is get showered, get dressed in the morning, so you you have to take... If no, if you're not going to take your business serious, nobody else is. I thought you were going to say if you're not going to shower in the morning, <laughs> nobody else is. Yeah, none of your clients are. So. And the other thing is, with regard to a home office, is set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I found that I'm working because it's just Becky and I at home, and I'm on the kitchen table because I want to be in the same room with her. Right on the weekends or the so evenings, cute. even if we're not doing anything, I just want to be in the same room with her. If I'm, our office is upstairs, I could go sit up there for two hours, which again goes back to the boundaries and turning it on and turning it off. So yep. you've got to, especially if you have kids at home, well, hey, you got to put the papers and everything up because the little ones are going to go, hey, that looks cool. Let me rip right. that or write on that, get my crayon. <laughs> but you have set boundaries here for your One of my home. clients is an attorney, and 
she pulled out her iPad and was taking notes, and she flips back to the note from her client before, and her two-year-old had gotten a hold of her iPad and had colored all over the notes electronically, Mm -hmm. but still, you got to be very careful when you work from home and have children. Okay, so number two. Set dedicated hours, and this goes back to the point you just made. When you come in the house, change. Your mindset will change. Especially if you have a family, you've got to set dedicated hours. You've got to be able to turn it on and turn it off, get some work done before the family gets up, maybe do a little bit after they've gone to bed. But when you're home, especially with a family, you need to be present. You And we talked about this in previous podcasts, the work-life balance, because as a small business owner, especially a brand new small business owner, it can, get a, it can be 1030 before you know it. Yes, that Again. was me last night. Again, I came home, never changed my clothes, so I already um, violated number one. My, I like to sit outside on my laptop when it's nice out. It's We've had the best weather. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm just going to sit out here for a few minutes and just check a couple emails. And before I know it, Scott came outside and he said, hey. it's 1030 when you come into bed. So setting dedicated hours would help me to be more efficient with what I'm doing during the day or setting hours. Okay. On Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm going to work evenings, Mm -hmm. but on, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays, that's my afternoon and evening time to spend with my family. Well, at your, we've been talking about this for a while, obviously your family dynamics are about to change. They are. He'll put up with this for a while and he understands. He does. The transition and and everything that you have set up for yourself to be successful. But at some point in time, you're going to have to come home, and this is the man I married. Right. I and, and I know you want to spend time with him. I do. I, I do. You do. I really but it's do. That transition from I've always been by myself. I could come and go when I want to. I got somebody I really love that I'd like to spend some time uh-huh. with. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I'll be texting Scott every now and then and say, when Trinity gets home, tell her to go change. Tell her she's done. Make her hand, her, hand you the computer. You get your phone, but no computer. So yeah. Usually he sets that, I know when he wants to spend time with me because I'll come in the door and he greets me with a glass of wine. There you go. And that's his signal of, hey, yeah. it's time. You're, you done. Need to, you, mm-hmm. you're done for the day. Um, one it, of the notes that we had written blo- written down is my favorite two hyphenated two word, true. time block. Time block. Time block, time block. So setting dedicated office hours, Mm -hmm. letting your family know when you're going to be working late. Yep. And also scheduling time to do those things around the house so you don't wind up spending six hours doing laundry on a Monday during the day when you should be. And I think in one of our future podcasts, one of the topics is going to be selling hours versus non-selling hours. Mm -hmm. And... Um, just really focus on not doing things during the day, during your prime selling time. Yes, I like that. All right, number three. Treat it like a real business because it is. If you want to make real money, treat it like a real business. Yes, and if you show up, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, if you are getting in the real estate business, we talked about part-time work, expect part-time rewards. Right, and you can do what I call full-time work and part-time hours if you're really smart mm-hmm. and if you start delegating and outsourcing things very quickly. Otherwise, you are going to need to be able to um, 
really focus yourself, at least in the short term, for even longer than you than you normally would when you're starting a new job. And I'm using air quotes oh, that yeah. nobody can see. But yeah. Um, but yeah, treat it like a new business because it is an honest to goodness. It's a business, and um, you have to invest in other things. Mm-hmm. So invest in things for your home office. One of the things that Scott and I are doing right now is getting rid of his big, old, clunky, horrible desk that pained me when he asked me if he could bring this desk to my house when we moved in together. And I said, oh, compromise. This one hurts. Your but now, But now that he, he sees how much I use my home office yeah. and – he, he actually was the one that recommended we should get rid of this desk so you have more room for your things in the office. And we're going to invest in a smaller desk for him, additional shelving space, because I have a lot of flyers and pop-by items. And with our coaching business, I now have flyers for that and just things that need to be stored. Yep. But right now, the storage is the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks like a mess. So treat your business like a real business. And one of the things on that, invest in a professional website. You don't have to spend $8,000 to have 12 landing pages. Just get one page, get it up there, make it look professional. Tell you, tell everyone a little bit about what the business is, a little bit about who you are, how to get in touch with you. And build from there as you grow, but just treat it like a real business because it is. Pet peeve of mine is when (laughs) I am trying to find somebody on the interwebs Mm -hmm. and they have no phone number and they don't have a link to their email address. People, if you're out there and you don't have your email address on your website and all you have is one of those fill forms because you're trying to get leads, you are losing the people that just want to click it and email you so they have a record of it from their email. Yes. I will not fill out a form email. No, I'd rather write it down how I want to ask you than go through your Your eight boxes of clicking first name, last name, And I don't want to put in something in this box, and then it doesn't accept it, and then I'm like... Do you want to receive any? Nope, I I don't want to receive diddly squat from you, so bye. We'll we'll talk about that when you answer when you answer me back. My other yeah. favorite is if you have a website and you start posting things and I ask you to go to one of you anybody go to one of their favorite sites and click on a blog, a podcast, and if it's September twenty nineteen and you go click on their website and they've not posted anything since February third of twenty nineteen that should tell you so something's changed in their business or their right. life. Either they've gotten so busy mm-hmm. that they can no longer post because all that posting worked, or they are not doing the things that they need to do. Or they're out of business. Or they're out of business, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number four. Build a network online and offline, and that kind of goes... Un- unpack that for me. What's that mean? Well, you, you've got to separate your life. You got to separate your life. There are, you have to get out of the house to meet people. That's, you and I've talked about our difference in ages here. And one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why we do connect is because we come from two very different places. Old school is face to face, meeting people, networking. You probably could run a business sitting at home, never coming out of the house. I'm sure there are businesses like that that are run, and we've talked to people like that before. But the best marketing way, the best networking way to grow, I've found, is to get out of your house, find like-minded people, 
We've talked about mastermind groups. We talked about coaches. We talked about mentors. Difficult to do sitting at home all day long. That is the absolute truth. I have had, you know, the same conversation with, because I consider stay-at-home moms, that's a job. Toughest job in the whole world. Yeah. Without a doubt. And when my girlfriends have gotten pregnant and it's come up whether or not they should stay home, believe it or not, I'm the one they come to and ask <laughs> what they should do as a stay-at-home mom because I, I nannied. You oh, don't know this, right. but yeah. I, I nannied did. when I lived in Chicago, and yeah. so I was, um, in effect, a stay-at-home mom for, um, mm-hmm. a, for about a six-month period of time. And I learned very quickly that – Sitting at home was not my forte, so I made play dates. I made sure to get out and go to the park. So those kids had a schedule, and we had something to get us out of the house yes. every single day. Because, and it was it didn't have to be things that cost a lot of money. It's just we had some, and that gave us a reason to get up and to get ready and to get out and to mingle and to get around other children. And same thing in your business have reasons to get out, to have coffee, and your business might not gain immediate clients from networking, but you never know when you might meet your next employee or somebody that um, is the person that builds your website or the person who, you know, and being able to communicate with all of these people who could help you as your business grows and you need to scale it. You could very well meet your next business partner just by or getting out of the house. And you doing could that. finally meet your significant other. <laughs> you can, yeah. Yeah. If you are coming from an office, a lifetime of office environment to running your own business out of the house, you can get isolated real fast. You can. And you won't be you won't be meeting your own expectations because your energy level, your confidence, your scheduling, all that stuff is going to change. And that's going to have an effect on you. That's why we recommend get out of the house, A, to be seen, mm-hmm. but just for your peace of mind, get on a schedule. Let's say you want to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings. You're at the house till 10 o'clock and then you have scheduling appointments. And Tuesday and Thursday, you're home by 3 or 2. Great. That's your schedule. Once you, People love routines. They do. And nothing against... Um, multi-level marketing businesses, mm-hmm. but I am going to dog on them for just a hot second because there is a great way to run a multi-level marketing business. And I'm talking about your Rodan and Fields and your um, Mary Kay, Mary Kay yeah. and everything else that is, you know, your Melalucas and your subscription services and anything that is something where you're selling to people and they're going to a website that you have and buying something online or home parties. There are, it's like real estate agents. There's a gazillion people out there that are trying to break in and make it. And there's a very few, there's a top percentage that actually can turn that into a successful business. And those are the ones that connect with people individually, whether it, and I can, I have bought a lot of stuff from multi-level marketing (laughs) salespeople, but they are all people that I have met out and about through networking, not someone who just pinged me on Facebook or um, sent me a a direct message on Instagram because I don't know those people from anyone else. And even if I might have met them once out in the universe at some networking event or whatever, without an ongoing personal connection, you're going to lose those clients. 
a lot of times what will happen is you'll meet that person at a networking event. You'll talk to them. There'll be some connection there. You may have heard of their product, like their product or like them. And then you talk to them. If you're at a networking event, usually somebody you know or they know will come up. So there's another common bond. They're like, oh, yeah, I use John's stuff all the time. It's been about a year. It's helped. It's great. Mm-hmm. You want, if you if John is selling that product, he's going to need that confirmation from that third party to you. Or you can meet them and check them out with a couple of people. It's like, oh, yeah, I see him at these networking events all the time. A third-party endorsement's a wonderful thing, but if you, I'm with you. If you sit at home all day and just send out emails, I think – more people are getting savvier to that. Yes, absolutely. All right, number five. You got to take care of yourself. I am a, my mother gave me that get up really early, Gene. I was up at five o'clock this morning for my walk. You were? Uh, I did not had a chance to get my 20-minute power nap today, but I love that. One of the things you can do if you're working out of the house again, we go back to a routine, we go back to a schedule, get a walk, get out of the house, shower and dress prior to work. You've got to take care of yourself both mentally and physically. Don't eat junk food all day long just because it's in the kitchen. Oh, you know what? Let me take a break for a second. Let me walk in. Oh, there's three more chocolate chip cookies left. Great. (laughs) I'll have two of them. Um, So I have a small tirade on this one, but before that, if anyone um, wants to see us do well or poorly at this, because I do post quite a bit of my personal life on social media, you can always go check us out at wiretochange.com or wiretochange on Facebook, because this is the number one area that I yo-yo with and struggle. And, And that goes back to being a little bit of a workaholic, but the very first thing when I get busy that I let go is my personal care. Mm-hmm. And whether it's getting to the gym, whether it's prepping for meals, um, when I do meal preps on Sunday, it's amazing. Why I don't do it every Sunday? Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? I have one reason for that, and it's called football season. Yeah. But that, <laughs> o- that only makes you normal. So yes. no need but to beat yourself up. Taking care that. of yourself. Um, I am a huge culprit of this, and it is an area that I have consistently worked with coaches. And if I stop working with people on this, I find that it starts to slide. Um, So in a couple different areas of my life, I have a um, personal coach that I like to check in with just to make sure that mentally I'm in a good spot and on the right track. And then I also go to group fitness classes, which helps to hold me accountable. And I always have a workout partner. So my work, my florist is actually my workout partner. And because we both work from home, we'll schedule our workouts during the day. Mm-hmm. And going back to time blocking, having that routine, it just makes it happen because if I cancel on her and I know that she scheduled her entire day around meeting me at 1030 a.m. for an Mbala class, I'm going to feel like a complete asshole. Yeah. The other thing to look at is when you schedule something like that for yourself, when we talk about networking, everybody, most people go to official, formal, hey, 530 to 730, this networking event. Networking can happen anywhere. It can happen at the gym. It can happen at mm-hmm. the school, the church, anywhere. You never know who you're going to meet. So just getting out of the house one day, if you if you go to the gym, let's say you went to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1030. You started seeing people, and 
you start Monday, you see them again on Wednesday, nobody says anything. Then on Friday, you both see each other. They go, oh, hey, how are you? Fine. And you go about your way the next Monday, the next Wednesday. Hey, how are you? And then by the following Friday, following Monday, it's like, hey, I see you here all the time. What do you do? Hi, I'm Mike. And you never know who you're going to meet. So it's just, it's as much mentally getting out of the house as it is physically. I agree with you 100% on that. All right, number six. <laughs> this is right up your alley. Lead us in, Coach. Use the time-blocking calendar strategy to schedule wellness breaks. I do this. You have alarm after alarm I after I do. <laughs> I am an alarm queen. It's so annoying to everybody around me, but... It works. It does. For so, you, it works. For me, it works. I have a little bit of ADD, which is a huge strength for everything that I do, because when I get focused... I get ultra, ultra focused. Oh, yeah. I'll but, go hours without hearing from you. That's yeah. A, and I'm, that's I'm, I know you're in the yeah, zone. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm in the zone. So I said I love time blocking. I've taught time blocking for the last 15 years, and I live and die by my calendar. Mm-hmm. So if it's on my calendar, it gets done. That includes workouts. It includes making, I actually put alarms on my phone to make sure that I fill up my water. I put alarms on my phone to make sure that I get up and walk around my house, go take the dogs for a quick walk. Um, You could even, if you, and I know when you're at home, uh, you're on your computer during the daytime, you're working. Before you sit down to get into a project, set your oven stove or your phone that's not next to you for an hour. And the alarm goes off an hour, just forces you to stand up yep. and go turn it off just so you can stretch for a second. Yeah. I use Alexa mm-hmm. and I do it in, we have an Alexa in every room because we're that family. Yep. I know we're getting stalked by Alexa. <laughs> she knows everything that we do. That's another podcast. But I do. I Alexa, set timer for 10 minutes and then um, I'll go take a 10 minute walk take a quick break Mm. and come back and you're so much more focused. You're able to dig in and just get so much more done when you have that time blocked off. I do it for phone calls. I don't know if you do as many phone calls during the day, but I usually try to make anywhere from 25 to 50 calls in a day. And now only maybe five or six of those people are actually going to answer. I'm leaving a lot of voicemails or sending text messages, but that's how I keep in contact with my past yeah. clients. And to get in that zone, and I'd just love to know that there's an end time. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I only have to do this for an hour, and then it's done, yeah. oh, and yeah. you move on for the day. Yep. Um, the other thing is I know you like to take your walks in the morning. I do. Is there anything that you do in the evening that helps you, like, de-stress and wrap up your day? I will – I'll try to tie up some emails. I may check on a podcast. Becky loves watching all these uh, whodunit and cold case shows and all that, and I'm not really into that I call it murder porn. Exactly, yeah. Uh If she's watching one, I may put my earbuds in and listen to a 15- or 20-minute podcast – to do that, I'll put on, I'm a big Houston Astros fan. I've got the uh, MLB app. I'll put the game on the computer, turn the computer towards my chair that I'm sitting near Becky and we're watching a TV show, but I've got the game on so I can just peek back and see what the score is, stuff like that. But 
you and Scott are cut from the same <laughs> stinking cloth. Well, it beats sitting at the kitchen table just staring at the computer for it three does. more hours. It does. And I don't need to see, in a playoff game, okay. In baseball, there's 162 games. I can yes. watch scores or half innings here and there and keep up with everything. So. so just to remind everyone, we're talking about tips for home business success. And right now we've um, we've blasted through these first six tips. To- All right, so we're going to review these real quick. Yes. So number one is carve out a home office space. Yes. Set some boundaries for yourself. Number two is set dedicated hours, which you are. You live and breathe off of that. And you have to for family purposes, health and wellness purposes. Number three, treat your business like a real business because it is. Get up, get showered, get dressed. Do things professionally because it is a business. Number four, build a network online and offline. Do stuff in the house, do stuff out of the house. Number five, take care of yourself. You talked at at length about this. Number six is use the time-blocking calendar strategy to schedule wellness breaks. Enough said. Again, it goes back to the health and wellness, get out of the chair, stretch, all that stuff. And it, that could include putting a load of laundry on sometimes. It I don't, could. I don't that, that could that could be your wellness break is I, to keep your yeah. house clean. Or just load the dishwasher. Load the dishwasher. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I do drink a little bit too much coffee during the day. So scheduling water breaks, yeah. coffee cutoff times, et cetera. Exactly. All right. So number seven And this is something that we touched on at the very beginning of the episode, which is um, making sure that your home suitability fits your business. Yes. It is not a good idea, whether you have kids or not, to have papers everywhere. One is you're not organized. You don't know where everything is. Two is you're turning your house into the office and your spouse, you shouldn't be happy with that (laughs) after you look at it for a couple weeks. Uh, They're not going to be happy with it. You've got you got to find good filing places, a good filing system. However, you want to do that, it's got to work for you. But your house has got to be suitable for yeah. that. So I have a great example of this. I was referred um, many years ago, so long ago that I don't think that this person would be someone in our sphere that would listen to this podcast. But if she is, here's a tip for you. I was refer- referred to a photographer who had a photography studio and worked from her home. Okay. Now. When you have a home office and a home business, like something where people are coming to your home for a service that you're providing, like a home photography studio, this is one where lots of people do this from home. Oh, yeah. I walked up to her front door. The home had not been seen a pressure washer in probably eight years. There were cobwebs and bugs in the cobwebs, and it didn't, and the yard was overgrown with weeds, and it did not look, and it did not look like the welcoming, clean environment that you would normally go to if you go to a business. Because most businesses, when you go there, who's maintaining the grounds? Somebody a grounds else, yeah. company. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So somebody somebody's professionally somebody maintaining yep. those grounds. So if you're going to have a home business, your home suitability needs to fit. I walked into this woman's house, and you had to walk down into the basement where her photography studio was, and all of her stuff was set up right next to her giant piles of laundry, oh, about nice. four of them. And I felt so awkward. Mm-hmm. And like I was, you know, I don't want to take a headshot next to your pair, pile <laughs> of panties. Like it's just, it's not, it was not conducive. And 
It was very unfortunate because I'm sure she was a very talented photographer. I don't even remember what the photos looked like. All I know is that I never worked with her again. I never referred her business because that was so uncomfortable. Yeah. So home businesses. It's hard. You and I don't, to... I never have a meeting at the house. I think most people would be uncomfortable going to somebody else's house. I totally get that. Well, I have I another, don't want to do it I there. have another photographer that works from home. Mm-hmm. Their home is always meticulously maintained. His, um, you walk through their entryway. They have beautiful artwork all over their home when you walk in and then you walk into his home studio and it feels like a professional studio. The only thing in there is his photography equipment and his desk where he edits photos. And I have sent so many clients to him, and I'm sure that it's saving him a ton of money that he's able to work from his home studio. A hundred percent different experience going to his home studio versus her home studio. And there's some home businesses where they'll have a side entrance. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to go through the I had a client looking at one of my listings the other day because he was like, oh, this would make a great salon yeah. um, because there was a separate door and it was a really nice area and there was a sink close by. And I was like, I would have never thought of that. But he was looking at purchasing a property for his future Very nice. home business. Yep. Yeah. So um, if the only space that you can devote is in the kitchen or the corner of your basement or somewhere else... Um, do yourself a favor and go to Ikea, <laughs> gosh, or even get onto Amazon. You can go on to Pinterest and get ideas for home office storage. There are so many oh, yeah. cute shelving units and things where you can um, file and stash away all of your home business stuff. And it, it's actually a pretty fun project. My friend right now, um, Samantha Strzanek, is redoing her home office, and she bought one of those vinyl cutters. Yes. And she's making all these adorable boxes and to put all of her supplies in. And it made me feel very inspired to get my home office looking shiny and organized after the wedding. And they're so creative now that if somebody walks in, it won't look like a filing cabinet. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's one of the good things. Uh, number eight, your family. My two notes to you are... Make sure they're involved in your business just so they know what's going on, Mm -hmm. but make sure they're not consumed in it. So if your office, if your business is all over the house, from the time they wake up till the time they go to bed, you probably need to restructure some things. Yeah. (coughs) One of the downfalls to having a home-based business is that there becomes very little separation between your personal time and your professional time. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've worked at length with my real estate coaching clients, um, with financial advisors, coaching clients, because we work in industries where it's not necessarily um, something that people want to do during nine to five. Right. When do people want to buy a house? Oh, when they're work. not when they're not and working, weekends, yeah. right? When do people want to talk to their financial advisor? At home, Never. Right. Well, yeah, but they got to have both of them there. They want to so have both of them, them there. Yet. So um, you need to have even more structure when it comes to having home home office and a home business because you're going to have more of what I call bleed time, where there's times where it's going to bleed in between. Is this my family time or is this my mm-hmm. home time? So. Setting those boundaries with your clients, there's a couple of really great dialogues, and I'd love to, I'll go ahead and share those dialogues on our website um, of how you can actually set it up with your clients right from the get go to help set that standard. So when I meet with an initial client, I let them know that 
Um, I'm always available to my clients except after 8 p.m. unless we're doing negotiations. Mm -hmm. And I just set that right up front so that way they're not texting me at 10 30, 11 30, 12 o'clock. Oh, at hey, night. one quick question. Yeah, one quick I know question. You're, I love those. Right. I know you're about to go to bed, bed. but one quick question. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. I've been in bed for five hours <laughs> sitting here thinking about all the things I need to do tomorrow. So, but yes, being able to set those good boundaries yep. um, is just a couple of easy sentences. And like I said, we'll get those posted up on our website so you guys can go find those over at wiredtochange.com. Number nine, we and we touched on this in a couple other topics uh, or bullet points, is your work style. You could get to feelings of isolation, which we talked about earlier. One of the one of the cool lines I read one day was, if you thought bringing a new pet into your home was stressful, wait until you bring a home-based business into your house because it'll change the dynamics on everything. And don't talk to your CPA. Don't don't play the game that, well, if I put a filing cabinet in three different rooms and I can write those three rooms. No, don't spend. Mm -hmm. That's using your time for not good. <laughs> don't do that. But what is your work style? How disciplined are you? You have to be to be successful in that. Because it's a small business is hard enough. Working out of the house and trying to mesh everything together is difficult as well. And number 10, your personality. It's going to fit. If you're messy and cluttered and unorganized, it's going to take you about three hours to do that to your house. And then whoever's living in there, again, your spouse, it would be helpful if your spouse has buy-in to your small business. That makes life easier. Then they can understand what you're going through. But if you've overtaken your house with papers and filing cabinets and a big desk and a laptop and a tablet and two phones. Just You're describing nah. my life. Yes. Um, I would say that for, for figuring out your personality and whether a home-based business or having a work from home office is, is a good fit for you. Ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, one being, Oh hell no. 10 being, Oh hell yes. How self-motivated are you? Mm -hmm. Because if you're anything less than a seven, you're going to have a really difficult time working apart from other people because you will find every way on the planet to get distracted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I struggle with that on a daily basis, which is why I have to get out of the house. I can be home for a couple hours at a time. But if I know I've got nothing scheduled that morning or that afternoon, I, I go sit somewhere. I'm a big Panera's person, but I'll yep. go shoot. You and I have sat at McDonald's before. We've sat at other places. But I personally need to be out of the house to stay. The noisier and the busier, the more focused I am because I can't get up at Panera's and go clean anything or do right. anything. I've got to sit there and do my work. Yep. And so back to your point, if you're not disciplined, which you are, you yeah. can pull that off, but you would get so into it. That you'd look, oh, it's already four o'clock right. and I've got this. And on the other That's way what around, happened like, today. I, I showed up for this podcast <laughs> and I had to go get a snack because it was two o'clock and I had not ate yet today. So <laughs> that's because I didn't set an alarm, but I did pack car snacks. There you go. Yeah. We like that. Um, and my added bonus, if you are thinking about whether or not a home office is right for you and how to be successful, just remember that any of the... Um, heartache or bleed over that might happen that having that office as a tax write-off is 
It feels good. It, it does, but it do it correctly. Really but don't, do it correctly. Yeah. yeah. Follow, follow your CPA's advice. Yeah. Don't don't get creative, creative and die on a hill where one day no. the government comes after you over 500 bucks or 800 that, bucks. That's Just not be it. smart But, with but your it is CPA. nice to be able to, to write that stuff off. So these are our 10 tips for having and a... And I'm not a tax... I'm not an accountant. Oh, no, but you would never do that either. So, yes, we do not play accounts on the show, no. Those are our 10 tips for having a successful home business. We'll have these put up on the website for you. You can catch us on social media at Wired2Change. With the number two. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can go to wiredtochange.com. Check out uh, the schedules we have for our our seminars, our small business coaching, our small business consulting uh, work groups. You can catch all of that on our website. Uh, we can help you with this. We'd love to talk to you. Just set up a cup of coffee one day, but we know that we can help you. We thank you for joining us on Wired to Change, and we'll talk to you next time on our Wired to Change podcast. Cut. Okay. 40 minutes, good. Good. Yep.